content warning, fire, gambling mechanics, and the inescapable call of the river of gold. After the heist went wrong, Scorpions had to improvise. They picked a fight with the Imperial Legion and managed to raise the stolen ship from the riverbed at the last second. After some close calls and repeated boarding attempts, the crew was forced to split the remaining members continuing on their own where they met the fire. With the crew, they managed to sail further into crab claim territory, where the last stretch of their journey invites them. Special thanks for those helping us escape the crime scene towards the City of Lies, especially Robert Fulkerson and John. Hey, hey Sam, you still got them false identity papers, right? I do still have them false identity papers. I was going to suggest magic, but maybe we could do both, you know? I mean, we'll probably need both, but... Uh, I still have points in distract, so we could make this happen. I do, too. <laughs> and I have my noisemakers. And I, and I also have two points in lie, which would be good with the false documents, so... Well, you see, Burner, this... I'm going to clap... Uh, Sam, what is your character's name? Uh, so, uh, my character's name is Seiji. This man right here. Oh, also, uh, say she is uh, uses they them. Excuse me, let me phrase this. All right, so clap, say, clap, say she on the shoulder, and just this generous person is a certified merchant with. Hold on one second, my dogs are barking. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but I can. And as you, the listener, knows perfectly well, when we say that our dogs are going crazy, what we actually mean is that we're leaving to poop. It's always been that the whole time. Seiichi here is a well-known Yasuki fishing boat captain who occasionally takes runs farther north to, uh, I, I don't remember, but whatever the next big city in the direction we're going is. I don't believe it's Mamakake. I know we're going in the opposite direction, but I can't remember the name of it. I mean, next big city is the City of Flies. I was about to, I was about to ask you. Yeah, I thought, I thought so. <laughs> Um, as as uh, this introduction is happening, um, I don't know if we've really talked about this much. It's a shame we've gotten this far into the heist and haven't really addressed it. Seiichi uh, is not a big talker, um, just kind of on as a general rule. So as this is going on, there's just a moment of silence, and then Seiichi just says, yes. And in fact, Seiichi has the proper manifests for a shipping vessel that will get us close enough to figure out to improvise the rest. And the burner scratches uh, his shin. So your your plan is to let them come aboard and inspect your papers. Oh, no, no, no. My plan is to have him volunteer to go aboard them, inspect their papers, and then to create another, shall we say, interesting distraction? Hmm. Yes. Let's see then. And uh, you go ahead with this, and uh, soon you can see one of the turtle ships of the of the crab moving towards you, and you recognize it by the name as the as the Mary Hermit. And ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> You see it getting closer, and uh, they team seem to be signaling you to stop. We signal them to stop. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't do that. Yeah. Um, Brad, uh, I have a question for you. 
I have an answer. Do you think it would be? Um, you you've have you watched uh, Legend of Korra? Yes. Remember that part in the fourth season of Legend of Korra where uh, Varric and Bolin, spoilers for season four of Legend of Korra, are running away from Kavira's army, and then Varric basically like does that thing at the at the gate where he like yells at the guy just so much that he uh, just basically is just like we don't have our papers. Should I do something similar to that with papers? Basically, just be like fuck off. I <sighs> is that a bad plan? I know. I, 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 the worst part is it's not a bad plan at all. If you act indignant enough, even amongst the crab, the Yasuki are expected to act a certain level of indignant. It's part of their, you know, clan stereotype. And sometimes it's wisely into it. So, yeah, definitely act like come to the edge, act indignant, and let them start to board and then just hand them the papers and go full, like, yeah, listen here, pal. I'm, I've got a hold full of fish that's spoiling as we speak. I have to take it up to the City of Lies. I've been stopped by everyone. I'm flying clan colors. Let me go. Like, can we also like, I I feel like it would also be just like, look at how look at how messed up our boat is. We've had a hell of a time. And we're not allowed to get it fixed until we get back to port in Mamakake. Here's my paperwork. Can we please make this quick? Okay, I, my yes. wife's having a bait. My partner's having a child right now. My wife is having triplets. Uh, yes, Ludo, I would like to do that, please. Um, Seiichi's just going to ham it up absolutely as much as possible with the lie skill. Yeah, so a small patrol starts getting into the ship, uh, being overseen by... Uh, a handsome, fat, bald man with an extremely impressive coat. And as soon as they start approaching, you start berating them, indignant. Uh, and let's see how that goes out. So you have nine on the table. Uh, hit me. Nineteen on the table. <laughs> I'll take it. We're done. We're good. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, and uh, you can see them stopping, and uh, the the man that is leading them, he starts shouting again. And you need something. Your boat seems to be in extreme bad conditions. You need to stop for repairs or something. Not only can we not stop for repairs right now, we ha- or we have to get back to the city of Mamakake in order to do it. We have the paperwork right here that says that we have to do our, our repairs in Mamakake, and you should know, or you should know that. You understand how the how the flow of how the flow of work works around here. I have a hold full of stinking fish that I have to get rid of, and I have to get up to the city of lies and sell it. I have a very limited deadline here, and if you don't let me or let me and my crew pass, someone's gonna hear about it. The thing is, the sandbanks, the sandbanks ahead don't care about your papers. I cannot let you go, and then you end up stuck on the sandbank up north, and you block traffic across the river of gold. I'm gonna help. Uh, also, making a separate stealth check. I'm gonna use one of my favorite skills in this game. I'm gonna use uh, confidence to effectively, like, oh. 
my captain is very upset, sir, and I apologize for interrupting, but we've got some very skilled navigators. We've made this trip a hundred times. I mean, you can tell by the state of our vessel. Farting at the table. I'm going to check it. Uh, please swap me out that nine. I don't want it. Eight at the table. Hit me. Eighteen at the table. Well, I'm taking it. Okay, so I get the share, though. Folks, this table is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> yeah, it's to compensate the last two se- se- sessions, which was disaster after disaster. Uh, Facts. So, yeah. Uh, so the man seems impressed by your determination. Well, you definitely have what the courage that it takes, but uh, I will feel safer if you take some of my people. They have been mapping the river lately. They might be able to help you. Can I insist at least that you take three or four of my men? They are experienced sailors on the north part of the river. Now, Brad, how would we feel about taking those people and just killing them? How would we feel about that? Uh, we, we don't want to leave a trail of bodies because that trail of bodies will inevitably lead to us. But you know what we could really easily do? Use a social check to convince him to just give us, uh, to l- just let a navigator run through it with us. And then we just give that information to the ghost deals. We'll be grateful. Ooh, yes. Yes. The ghost deals would probably like that very much. Agreed. Because it's the crab, you know they're obsessed with maps. You know that they actually just ha- would have sent three guys, one of which just has a map. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Ludo, can I use charm for that? I have a charm. Yeah, go for it. I would like to. Uh, so you have uh, two or twenty on the table. Oh man, you know this is tough, but I think I'm gonna go with the twenty. Okay, so Shadow 7. So how do you charm them into doing what you want? I uh, I think I try and like sort of flip the switch away from just being as like... I, I try to make it... I try to... I play it up like I'm being contrite, just being like, you know what? I'm sorry I overreacted. Thank you so much for your help. It really, it, you know, it, it uh, your hospitality is, is very greatly appreciated. This is very kind of you. We are in a bit of a hurry, and I don't necessarily want to have to integrate anyone new onto the crew, but we do have some excellent navigators here, if you wouldn't mind. Maybe they can just collaborate, and, uh, you know, we can... You can sort of set them right with this information, and uh, that way we will be able to tell... Uh, everyone throughout all of the all of the crablands, uh, and through uh, uh, who was so helpful for us. I don't know something like that. Yeah, and uh, you sail a bit ahead, and you enter the beyond the defenses of the crab clan. And some of the ghost tales they meet them, their crew, and uh, they spend a few hours bashing out the details. And as you are there, you see two kabune with uh, the imperial symbols of authority sailing past the complex up ahead river. So this created a perfect opportunity for you to completely mislead the imperial legion on their efforts to track you. So you have seven shadows. It's you can you can already call it a heist now. But 
So we need to pay. So if we pay out to finish the heist, that'll leave us with four. That would clear one piece of equipment from the two of us after we pay down our flame. If we go for one more shadow, which I actually have a fun idea for, we could each pay off one piece of equipment, clear our flame, and end the heist. All right. What is your idea? So uh, this is going to be another flashback. It's all of us effectively... uh, I mean, this is going to be terrible, and like it's going to make problems for Hirosaka, but that's not our problem. It's us leaving, because obviously they're going to search the whole docks once they realize that we've stolen something important. And it's us leaving information that the pirates who stole all of this opium are headquartered amongst the crab? And so it's these frustrated, exhausted land-based forces, should it succeed, arriving to interrogate the crab who will not have any of it. And then we just slip out. We will be so forgotten in the shuffle, it will be like we were never there. All right, then. Nine on the table. Hit me, please. (laughs) 19 or 10. Ludo, I would like to take the 19. Of course you do. Seems good. Okay, so eight shadows. So, are you calling it? Are you risking it? I mean, it's like I don't. At this point, I might as I kind of want to just go for the other one, just really completely. I mean, if you want to risk it, I'm okay. I, if the table's hot, you don't get up. Table is the table is hot. Um, I also just keep wanting to do more magic. This is the most effective magic user I've ever played. Uh, hmm. Let me look at my sheet here. I don't think I have any more apps. No, I do. I have one left. Keep in mind, do either of you have conditions? I do have a condition, actually. Uh, I have I have the condition burned. I don't remember exactly how I got burned. I don't. Yeah, you may also need to, to heal that if you want. So. Oh, yeah, I'll have to. I, I have to heal that with a with a shadow token, right? That's one of the things. We have. Yeah. OK, then I. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe maybe you can get a shadow tattoo for that. Yeah, earn the shadow, and then I I'm actually okay with throwing away my gear piece. It's just noisemakers. I have two gear pieces plus the condition. So you earn one more shadow, save your one gear piece, clear your condition, and we're good. And I'll throw away my piece. Yeah, I can just ditch my my smoke bombs, and that should be enough. Um, okay, I I want to do something fun with steel memory. Is there anyone who there's a specific memory that we could really that it would just be really convenient if they just didn't have it, like from this heist? I mean, I mean that you were there because you know because imagine if they came in and they eventually managed to grind the the crab down so they actually sit and talk. Both sides will realize that you tricked them. But if they forget that you were even there, that's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the crab that we just talked to, the uh, Kunahide. Yeah. Um, I would like, um, let me see the wording of this real quick, just to make sure. Yeah. Uh, I would like to uh, just for him to just forget that we were ever there. Six on the table. You can go ahead and hit me on that one. Eight on the table. I will take another. You can get the 10 of magic. Yeah, why not? What card do you want? It's a, it, it, would, it would have been a blackjack. Yeah, you get a, get a red jack. I was about to, yeah, we got real close there. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you managed to do some careful editing, and they forget that your ship was even there. They just lose track of you among all of the other 
fishing vessels that they had there. And this heist has been a success. So how are you gonna spend the six shadow that you have left? So uh, a significant three of it is going to be reducing the flame down to zero. Okay, yeah, we gotta get that. We gotta get that out of here. Um, now, Sam, you want you have two pieces of equipment and one condition. Correct. You're okay with ditching your uh, smoke bombs? Smoke bombs. Don't eat them. Okay. I'll keep my noisemakers. You ditch your smoke bombs and heal yourself and keep your false identity paperwork. So you have one shadow left. No, we don't. What? Two for Sam, one for me. Okay. Okay. Then it's done. Yeah. Then, yeah, you manage everything. So what would be a good uh, conspiracy condition to get? Something to represent the tensions between the Imperials and the crab that now exist because the Imperials saw a crab vessel stealing the opium and now the crab are saying it never was here. I've never heard of this boat. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with crab and Imperial tension. All right. And uh, yeah, I guess all odds this happened. So you get uh, uh, some role playing downtime before you continue. Is there anything that you want to do? Um, just mechanically speaking, I just need to just delete the smoke bombs from my character sheet, right? Yeah, it's gone. That's what I th- Um, And then... And a big cigar like Hannibal from the A-Team and just I love it when a plan comes together. Now, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm too surprised that I'm this is like the plankton meme that I didn't think we'd get this far. Yeah, no, me neither. So what's what? what is left? Is it just delivery? Uh, yeah, you ma- you mingle around, you visit uh, the inn that the crab have there and you talk with the other people that have been sailing the river. And uh you are told that uh, yeah, the river is extremely is extremely damaged up north. It's full of debris. The water is there's really something weird with the water. The spirits I seem to not beha- behave in the proper way. Uh, and you learn that uh, things have been becoming very tense. The Iramori. And uh, they created uh, basically a no no man's waterway. Uh, that is a line that uh, they made very clear that no vessel is to cross without uh, incurring their rot. Uh, so you know that is going to be for sure an obstacle as you continue. Uh, you learn that uh, Mantis mercenaries have been going back and forth and they are not quite sure who they work for. Uh, And you are confident that they don't work for the Scorpion, so that might be a problem up ahead. And Burner insists that uh, the Black Cats, they're going to notice they are missing and they will start following the tracks of the Ghost Eels and they might alert Tamiku's people. So you have might have to fight off both the Black Cat and other of the pirate crews of Tamiku. This situation sounds truly foobar. A little, little bit. Also, mechanically, I can reset my skills, right? Is that how that works? Yeah, they refresh. Um, well, we pray at the local shrine and then get to rolling. 
Yeah, I think I would probably try and... Is there any way I could get, like... I could just sort of do some groundwork and try and, like, I don't know, secure... I mean, I was going to say, like, like stuff like stuff to disguise the boat, but I don't... I can't even imagine how I would get, like, the necessary, like, heraldry to pretend, like, I'm Hiramori. Yeah, like, do you... Like, also, you know how the Hiramori are, like... Right. Yeah, that'd be a whole heist in itself. It's... Uh, yeah, like... <laughs> like they know each other they even talk their own way it's like i think really our our best move here is to just i do have a question ludo and i think we're allowed to ask is how many incursions is this i mean how many uh set pieces is this incursion gonna be uh so one of the set pieces is going to be the Iramari. the other set piece is going to be dealing with the mantis and the other set piece is going to be dealing with the tamiko pirates all right well so it's not many set pieces. That's only that's only three things. That's three things. We can do three things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you already had the extremely hard one before, so. Yeah. I honestly, I mean, I Sutomu goes, he prays the local river river deity shrine. I think Seiji does as well. And I I do a lot of magic. Probably pray a lot. And Switches out the mask he's been wearing in Hirosaka for a much plainer one. You know, the, the overly ornate, ridiculously fancy scorpion one he's been wearing the whole time in Hirosaka gets thrown in the fucking river and replaced with a very plain, average scorpion-looking one. Let's go. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I do pretty much the same. Okay, what is the loadout that you are bringing up? Are you going to go all hells, Mary? And like, fuck it. We, we fail or win. This is the last one. I, so... Bring all of your equipment. I mean, I'm really... So my four equipment pieces are my shinobi sword, my false identity supplies, a series of loud noisemakers, and a grappling hook. I'm probably going to bring the grappling hook and the noisemakers... For sure. I have uh, a Tonto, false documents, a lockpicking kit, and fireman's jackets, which is a very nondescript thing. Um, false documents are coming for sure. They've just been, I just, I swear by them at this point. I don't see a lockpicking kit being useful at all. The fireman's jacket might because, I mean, firemen are peasants and the ultimate way to hide from a samurai is to. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Also, you are surrounded by a fire, fire man. Yang. Now, like, it's perfect. Bring bring the jacket. Okay, yeah, I'll bring that. Um, and should I bring my stabbing implement? I mean, nobody knows how to swim in this time. Worst case scenario, we don't really need a stabbing implement. <laughs> yeah, we're surrounded by a murder implement. Just push him over the edge. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Also, I'm sure any of the burly gentlemen we're traveling with could lend us a pointy thing. That's all, you know what, that is very true. Yeah, I'm going to skip the Tonto. I'm just taking the two the two pieces. So how much equipment in total? Four total. Okay. And just as a review for me and Sam, our conditions are confused magistrates, the ghosts of the Cherry Blossom Lake, Crab and Imperial Tensions, and we have the friendship of the Yokai Hunters Society. You're right, that wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> we can check these conditions to redraw cards if they make sense. Yeah, basically, they are skills that you can always use. Okay. Oh, sick. Okay, great. Uh, so, the next day, you leave. Uh, or or actually, better, you probably want to leave during night. So much for your 
hoping that it was nighttime, right? Yeah. So yeah, it comes night, you live out, and uh, because of your actions, you don't have to deal with the Imperials as a set anymore, uh, at least if things go well, and you continue, and it's almost down when you notice that you are crossing the marshlands, and your boat gets stuck immediately, and uh, the, the crew, they go down on their small boats, and they start trying to clear the way but yeah you are a ship stuck near the marshlands there are insects everywhere and more important every minute that you are here more likely you're more here to know i'll make the first stealth check i'm going to use disguise in its simplest form once again if we look like normal frustrated fishermen no one's gonna really want to waste time on us so i'm going full on into the act i'm lamenting to my fishing partner about how our catch is going to rot um i'm complaining about how this jumped out how tired i am i'm kvetching So basically, you are trying to get notice. I'm trying to get notice for being something we're not. Okay. You have four or 13 at the table. Hit me. You have 23 or five. Or five or you also can have 14. Hit me. Whatever this value is as you want. Five, seven, or sixteen, or twenty-five, or twenty-five. Uh, hit me one more time. I'll take the five-card flush, please. Yeah. <laughs> so let's shuffle this. We've done it. Yeah, uh, it works pretty well. You are pretty sure that uh, uh, the people from the cooperative farm, they come out and uh, uh, you are pretty sure that the Iramori are watching, that maybe some of them are infiltrated among the peasants that come to help you. And uh, yeah, they lend you some help and they make sure to send in your way. But as you prepare to leave, you realize that uh, someone that is not part of the crew has been snooping around the boat. And uh, you find small signs of tampering with locks, footprints in place. Nobody should be walking over. And uh, yeah, you realize someone was trying to inspect the ship to see if your story they checked out. So why don't you do me a flashback, either of you, to a preparation that you did to mislead anyone that may actually look inside the ship? Thank you so much for asking, uh, Ludo. You've, uh, this is exactly the skill that I wanted to use uh, for this, which is conceal. Um, I think what I'm doing is, uh, well, this this could also be distract. I'll leave it up to you. Um, I am. I, I think I intentionally tried to, like, just sort of in the in the little bit of sort of downtime we did have, probably make the boat look a little more. Basically, like, I, I, I'm 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 in, I'm intending to sort of misdirect them. They're looking in the wrong places. Like that. Like just the the parts of the boat that look like that they would want to inspect are in no way related to what we have in the hold. Um, so that's that's what I would like to do. I can either do conceal or or distract for that, whichever of the two makes sense to you let's go uh you have 14 at the table uh 
shit. Brad, what do you think? I I think you should mark something and swap out the eight. Either a lower card or a higher card would better figure out what you want to do next. That's true. Um, yeah, I will go ahead and mark. So you have 15 now. Oof. I mean, you already mentioned both skills. You might as well mark another and swap the six and see what you get. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> 13. Uh, <sighs> do what feels right. Ah, uh, just hit. Just hit me. Just hit me. Oof. Damn it. 16. Really awkward. I mean, if you lose all shadow, it's less shadow to lose. Do we gain flame if I if I bust? If you no, you only you only gain flame on violence. Right. Okay. You lose shadow. I'll shadow if you bust. Only have. So it's like right. If you bust and we only have the one shadow. Yeah. So if there's a time to bust, it's now. Yeah. Go ahead and hit me. Bust. Fuck. <laughs> just instantly, just the worst that it could be. Uh, yeah, you prepared all these defenses, but uh, you hear, as you realize that they did not work, you hear Burner give the order to sail, and you realize that uh, you're sailing away, and worse yet, there are Iramori on board of your ship. You're sailing with Iramori inside, lurking somewhere in your ship. So, do you want to deal with this with Guile or with Violence? Let's give it a shot with Guile. Yeah, so I guess the, what you want now is, above all, is to find Iramori as soon as possible. I have a plan. It's not a great plan. Uh, and I guess I'd be using Disguise for it. But we've been working with these people. We, we've met these people a couple of times. We've spent a day on the vessel with them. I'm going to just try and pick out the faces who I don't recognize using Disguise. I'm pretty good at that sort of thing. Yeah, meh. But that is going to be a slow thing. So I'm going to say this is going to be very risky because while you're doing that, there is no telling what the Iramori are doing. Right. So, yeah. So one is going to be face up and one face down. And let's do it. All right. So you have a T or a 12 on the table. Let me relook at how, how guile conflicts work real. I, you know what? Hit me. So you have a 19 on the table or a 10. Hit me. So you have a 20 on the table. I'll stay. Okay. No, not a 20. No, no, it's a 20 or. Yeah, it's a 20. No, it's a 20 to 20. Actually, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm lying. Hit me. Wait, what? Why? Because uh, that there five card trick is success at no cost. Oh, I see. And you manage. You manage to get uh, an 18. So, yeah, it's a success at no cost. The thing is, you don't get a reshuffle. Right. That's that's the only reason. Like, it hurts, but... Yeah, uh, so the opposition goes down to one. So you manage to circle around quite fast. And you identify, no, they are not hiding among the crew. They are hiding somewhere within the ship. And uh, what you're going to do to flush them out now, any of you? You know that they are not impersonating the crew. All right. 
I, you know what? I'm going to rely on a super fun, simple trick. Uh, the, the old adage of if I can't see them, they can't see me. I'm going to make sure the rest of the crew sees me grab out one of my noisemakers and I'm going to use it. The idea being that that will scare them out of their hiding spots because they'll think the boat's either under attack or they'll even just jump off board because nobody wants to be on a boat in the River of Gold when it's under attack by insert awful things that happen on the River of Gold here. Uh, I'm going to say this is going to be reckless because this is exactly the kind of tactics that they use. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so you have uh, two covered up. All right. See how this goes. I'm okay. So I have sixteen or seven on the table. Hit me. I'll take it. Yeah, you take the nineteen. <laughs> uh, no, the twenty-one, which is another success at no cost. Right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so you time it perfectly, and uh, you can hear the sound of blanks being removed as you are pretty sure that they make uh, an expeditious retreat from the ship. Uh, the question is, you don't know if they found out about the opium or not. All the more reason to get out of here and fast. Okay, so yeah, what you're going to do next to get away? And then to increase our stealth, um, I'm going to resume. Every, I'm going to everyone just sail casual. I'm going to use confidence. If we act like we belong here, no one else should search us. The Hiramori clearly didn't think we were worth seizing. Otherwise, they would have seized the vessel. OK, so that's five. Hit me. Uh, question. Did you, uh, you did you gain any shadow on Guile? I don't think so. I don't think I do. Um, no. No. Oof. 14. I know all the aces are out of the deck. Hit me. Ah. Uh, 21. Perfect. <laughs> perfect indeed. So, yeah, you get that much need of a shuffle. And you get that one shadow. So, yeah. So, it seems if the Iramori knew about the, about the opium, they do not seem to be caring about it. They found it, they did not seem to be bothered by it, uh, and they did not seem to react. Uh, the thing is, you are maneuvering the, the swamps, and uh, it seems the crew has been uh, having problems dealing with it. And between the ship getting stuck, the insects around, you fear that uh, there might be a burst of fever spreading across the crew. What do you do? I'm not going to intimidate them because intimidating them is wrong. And also it will lead to me being murdered in the swamp. I'm honestly just going to try and charm the crew to try and keep their spirits up. Remind them that, you know, as bad as being attacked by the bugs, as bad as this constant annoyance is, it's a lot better than the alternatives. 14 on the table. I'm going to mark one. Please swap me that eight for something else. 10 at the table. Hit me. 18 at the table. I'll stay. Yeah, it seems to be working and you keep the moral out and they try to take as much rest as possible before collapsing. They seem to manage themselves. But uh, it comes up later that you realize that uh, the Iramori, they already caused damages on the ship. And they realize that the food and water supplies have been poisoned. What you're going to do to get rid of it 
or even to detect them. I'm back. How are things going? Do you have the poison skill? I don't. That's Sam. That's not what I really, really wanted to hear. That's a shame. Uh, I have the I have the stock the stock skill. I have the dagger skill. That's kind of like poison. It's like fast poison. But we've been poisoned, and we need to figure out that we've been poisoned. Oh no! Oh, I can stab myself in the chest. I actually, I'm going to use security to notice. You know, as Sutomu tries to open up a barrel of water just to get a sip to notice that hey, somebody already cracked this open. That's never a good sign. Okay, so you have seven or sixteen at the table. Hit me, Ludo. Oh, you have either. We love to see it. A 17, probably the best interpretation of this. Hit me. Uh, 17 again? We're No, 15. Wait. 7 plus 6, and then both aces is 1s. Oh, yeah, it probably has to be that. So you went to hit? You either have 15 or 33. <laughs> yeah. 15 would give us what opposition? Yeah. Sam, what do you think? Should I take this? Should I risk it on the biscuit or take the one opposition? Uh, we don't lose all shadow if we take the one opposition. That is true. And we can choose to resolve it through guile. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to take the one opposition. Yeah. So you managed to get rid of a lot of the so spies you think you're contaminated, but it's too late. There's already some of the crew and maybe yourself too that have been poisoned. So you have to counter the effects of the poison before it starts taking lives. So if we're settling this through Guile, can I charm the poison? Can I lie to everyone and say everything is contaminated? Everyone make yourselves throw up right now. That's not a lie. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I charm everyone into, can I charm everyone into puking? <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, and not panicking and doing proper triage. That's useful. Yeah, that's honestly like a good use of charm for this. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Yeah, so you have eight on the t- uh, on the table, uh, and I'm going to say this is not reckless, so you can see everything. So you have 11 on the table that you have to beat. Mm-hmm. I have to beat 11? Uh, hit me, please. There you go. That'll, that'll do just fine. That'll do. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, through calm and discipline, you get around. You label people depending on the symptoms they are doing, distinguish between people that are having fever and things that might fit the poison you detected. And uh, yeah. Yeah, Sage is a pretty is a pretty calming presence. Fairly unflapped in pretty much all situations. Uh, and as it thinks that things are calming down and you go, and it's nighttime again, uh, things seems to be sailing smoothly and uh, until under a moonless night, your ship just stops and uh, you turn your lamps around and you see massive reeds and vines rising from the marshlands and just crawling around the ship claiming it as part of the marsh. What you going to do? Now, Ludo, uh, I, I, I do want to clarify just because of sort of the, uh, the beauty of that narration. Is this happening supernaturally or is this just like regular marsh that is very choked with these 
Ah, uh, it is clearly supernatural. Sick. Um, is there a way that I can try to identify what the source of this? Ooh, you know what? Can we use our uh, our our uh, friendship with the Yokai Hunter Society thing here? Is that? I feel like that would be helpful. That seems helpful. So you have seventeen at the table. That's pretty. That's a pretty good number. Yeah, I'm just gonna take the light opposition on that one. Uh, so yeah. Are you sure? I mean, you have a discard from the friendship. Yeah, take the discard, baby. Swap something out. You think so? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll swap the nine. Eleven. Uh, hit me. Fourteen. Hmm. Brad, what do you think? I mean, you're playing small ball. We know a lot of the aces are already out. We know a lot of the tens are out. And we put two, and you just put a nine in there. I mean, anything from a seven down gets you a win that's more than half the royal deck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hit me. Mmm. Mmm. 16. Just basically, now we're just back where we were with the, with the nine. Yeah, because you need something below a five, and we can't look at the discard, which is fair. I understand mechanically why, but if we could, would this be a, a more level guess? Sam, we're dumb, by the way. You should have just taken the card from the sister's deck when uh, you got the 11 right away. Yeah. Ah, shit, you're right. We gotta remember to do that. Um, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, because a guaranteed 10 is always killer. Like, And there's nothing else I can do to swap anything, right? No, only with the first two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do we? Th- th- this literally boils down to if we get lower than a five, we get enough to exit the incursion and a reshuffle. If we get higher than a five, we get three oppositions. <laughs> I was I was about to use one of my favorite my one of my famous reasoning techniques that I've used so far, which is I mean we've dealt with light opposition or with like heavy opposition before. You know, do I take this? I mean, well, if I take if I take this now, we get a shadow token. We just have light opposition. Well, do we get a shadow token? Yeah. No, we don't. Yeah, 12 to 17, the way forward is blocked, but you have to drop on them. Take a shadow token, but encounter light opposition. We haven't been running it that way this whole time. Oh, okay. No, we have. You are just checking the... I'm, I'm looking... The the night flows like rain, which does not have that. Okay, then yeah, 100% take the light opposition. Yes, please. Yeah, let's do. Let's go, then. I would have taken light opposition so many more times. Uh, the problem is, you know, uh, that ki- light, this still hits on the royal deck. I know. Yeah, uh, so you you figure out that uh, this is clearly some yokai, but it's a yokai that is doing the will for someone else. Uh, it's kind of someone is communing with this spirit and doing that. So if you distract the spirit or find a way to, to make it seem like they are fulfilling their obligation in a way that, uh, you know, does not include the restraint, training you, you can maneuver this without big conflict. So what do you do? I'm going to try and use distract. And I mean, we, we, we're going to do a flashback. We explicitly mentioned going to pray at the temple of the local river god. Uh, I cannot remember who the name of the... F- I mean, the river of gold itself as a fortune. And I like to hope we picked up some lucky tokens from there. A variety of odds and ends and pre-written paper pairs by devout monks. And I'm going to try and offer one of those to this yokai. Yeah, this seems relying on the god to be on your side, so I'm going to say this is extremely reckless. That's fair enough. 
So you have 10 on the table and you don't know what your position has. Hit me. 13 on the table. Hit me again, please. 18 on the table. I'll stay. Oh, what is on a tie? What is on a tie? I'm uh, I'm looking it up. Hang on. If your hand is equal to or higher than the GM's hand, uh, you succeed with a fictional or fictional complication cost or choice that the GM will define. Oof. Uh, so we succeed, but there is a complication cost or choice. Price. Okay, so the complication is you managed to do that and you distract and uh, the the being, it releases your its attention and follows that. And uh, you can sense that there is no more this animating supernatural presence there. The problem is all the reeds and vines that grew that are now claiming your ship and letting it be a part of the marshland, they did not go anywhere. So you distracted the animating force. You are still stuck. It still did its work. Now it's, it's you know, it's no longer trying to drown you and drag you <laughs> and destroy you completely. But uh, yeah, in the state you were, you remain. Is this still a, a, a guile contest at this point? No, no, you beat the opposite. Okay. So we are back to stealth. And again, we are half past the deck. So we need those fives or 20 wins. Yeah. Sam, do the thing. You got it. Uh, yeah. Can I, um, I would like, I would like to charm this yokai. <laughs> or no, wait, uh, that won't help. Will it? No, because that's, you said the animating forces is, is no longer directed at us with the vines since everything are still there. Um, Ooh, I let's I, you know what I'm gonna go back to old reliable. Uh, there's an unfortunate event, uh, which is just one of one of my prayers. Um, uh, you know, it's just been such a it's been such an intensely uh, wet season that these plants actually are just uh, without that magic energy behind them. Structurally, they're just kind of a little they're just a little flimsier this year. You know, they're too waterlogged, so they can't maintain uh, their control over the boat without that sort of energy behind it. Okay, you have 11 at the table. Well, I'm back. You can get the 10. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, I'm trying to figure out um, because like, so I can. Oh, wait. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Duh. Uh, yes, of course. Yes. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Indeed. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, nope, nope, nope. This is a different set of prayers. There we go, baby. Red queen. <laughs> We're good. We are a okay. I come back to this heart attack. Uh, yeah, and uh, you meddle with uh, probability, and indeed, they are just too brittle, and they soon they snap, and uh, with some quick cuts, the crew is able to relieve themselves. So you have four shadows. So do you want to leave the marshlands? Do you want to stay a bit, bit while? Yes, leave them. I hate the swab crane. <laughs> okay, so you have one shadow and you move to the next set. And uh, comes the morning, you are out of the marshlands and uh, you hear the sound of drums and you see an extremely fast ship darting towards you. And you only realize too late that they are a mantis ship. And they, the drums intensify. And you can see that they are going to ram you. 
No introductions, nothing else. They're being seeing you for some time and they reveal themselves to ram you. Not if I have anything to fucking say about it. I'm going to put a poltergeist on that boat for sure. I'm putting a poltergeist on that boat. I wait before you pull together. Let's let's do both. Uh, I like to hope that we were using our boats uh, massive size to its advantage. And we've noticed that these mantis have been limp, have been pursuing us, thinking we're some limping vessel coming to port and that uh, they don't realize that we are right near a sandbar. And so I'm going to use conceal to try and get these mantis to maneuver themselves right into the sandbar. OK, so we have eight at the table. Hit me, please. You have the 30. Hit me. You have the 19. I'll take it. Yeah, and uh, you lose the fact that your ship is the side it is. It is so full of cargo. So it's actually below the waterline than they they expect. And this effect causes them to miscalculate uh, the actual size of a sandbar. And they are almost colliding with you and they just ram straight into sandbar, uh, sending some of their people into the water. Oh, you know what's unfortunate? Is this event that's about to happen to them? (laughs) Because, oh, wouldn't you just know it? That just happens to be sort of a weak spot in the in the hull of the ship. Uh, You know, they didn't really notice it. It's not it hasn't been uh, it hasn't been a detriment up until now. But now that they're ramming full force into a sandbar, that is coming to bear. Yeah, I'm using an unfortunate event again. (laughs) 15 on the table. Ah, man, I would use my 10 here. Damn it. Um, I can't substitute it for the five, right? That's we already determined that. Yeah, you can. You have to discard it normally with the skill or something. Um, wait, so I, I can't discard the five and take a ten. That's not. I can't do that. Okay. No, cannot replace with the sister deck. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I'll mark one of my um, prayers of unrest, or I'll mark my unrest and remove the ten and substitute nine on the table. Now I will take the ten, please. And it's un- and it's a I, it's the unrest again, so it's a red queen. That's what I would have needed to to have a bad day. A blackjack, good. Yeah. So yeah, the you damage the ship. The ship is completely disabled. Uh, it's unfortunate. The ship is just gone. They just lost their ship. So unfortunate how that happened. Yeah. So you have three shadows. So do you get the fuck out or I? <laughs> Sam, I think it might be wor- this went too well. I almost think we shouldn't push our luck here and just advance the next. No, let's fucking leave. Like, <laughs> no, we're gone. Would you buy mantis idiots? Wait, <laughs> sorry about your stupid bad boat. Just giving a nice wave as the mantis are trying are sinking. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, you move to the to the next set, and uh, you expect to see the the black cats, but you don't. And you start to relax a bit. Uh, so the thing uh, that you did not expect is you see a ship. It seems like a crane ship, strangely enough, and uh, it comes from the mouth of the bay that will give wind into the lake, which in turn will lead to the city of lies. And it's hailing you. And it seems to be full of salvage. It seems to be going around between the debris of the scorpion lands. Again, it's a crane ship. Can we tell if there are actually cranes on it? 
Well, that's a good role. So what are you how do you try to figure out was what exactly is their vibe? Use stock. I do have that. I have one of that. Yeah, I will use that. Um hmm, sixteen. So you have sixteen, yeah. So sixteen. I will discard something. I want to. Brad, do you think I should discard the nine or the seven? Uh, you see, I'm a big fan of low ball strats in this game, so I discard the nine. That's what I was thinking too. Yes, please. I would like to discard. 17 on the table. Oof. It's exactly the same position. You can check something else to discard twice. Okay, so that first discard was me marking stock. I could I mark my fireman's jackets? Yeah. Here. Um 15 on the table. Fuck. <laughs> Uh, Brad, this would be a shadow and light opposition. What do you think? Um, you know what? In all honesty, fuck it. Let's do it. We're writing. We're we're, we're getting. We're we're coming down the home stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take care of the opposition. I got a plan. Uh, they seem to be crane, and uh, the thing is, there's something odd about them. They seem to be crane, but they don't seem to be noble. Hmm. And again, they are hailing you, and if you don't do something, it seems that things might sour. And they seem to have more people on their side, and their boat is better than yours. And again, they could intercept you easily between the debris and the mouth of the lake. I'm going to lie. Uh, It's pretty easy considering the condition of our ship. Uh, And this is awful... I'm going to, uh, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of like signaling procedures to communicate important, dangerous things like this ship's full of people with plague here. Okay. Uh, I would say that is pretty reckless because you don't know what is their motive. They might decide, oh, it's a plague ship. We're just going to burn you down then. I'm ready. Hit me. See what I get. You have 18. Uh, 18 is a pretty good number. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay with that. 16. You get with the minor complication. So, yeah, uh, you beat the light opposition. Uh, they seem convinced that you belong here. And uh, the, the light opposition is that they invite some of you to come aboard to discuss things with. I can discuss some things with them. Yeah, go in there and lie. I'm going to go in there and just lie a lot. I'm just going to lie about everything, left, right, and center. What do they want to talk about? It's, I'm going to lie about it. Are uh, you going alone? Because if a fight break, you want to have more people, or otherwise you're going to get a lot of flame. Wait, so it would be a good thing for me to take people? Yeah, well, definitely another PC. Uh, would, you, would, you, would you like to accompany me? Uh, I would be honored. Yes, let's, let's let us go and discuss some stuff. So you come aboard and uh, you are welcome by the crane peasants. Welcome to the Crescent Wave. We are afraid that you're going to be our guests for a while. And you realize that they have a bunch of other prisoners, scorpion prisoners. Now, Brad, if I just cast fear on everyone on this boat, would that be a good idea, do you think? Cast it on all of the crane. Do it. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. Uh, I would like to do that, please. I would like to use my prayer of uh, my my fear prayer of unrest to make them spooked, spooked of me. You have an 18. So I guess that's it. Oh, yeah, no, that totally does it. Okay, yes, I would like to. They're spooked now. Get spooked, idiots. Uh, Okay, and uh, you coerce them and uh, they clear the path and uh, 
And then another person comes out and you see a middle-aged woman uh, with a band-aid across her eyes comes out and she introduces herself. I'm Uranaishi no Mama, uh, Manami and uh, I'm the captain of this vessel and I'm lending it to the goodwill mission of these people. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm caught up in this phrasing it as a goodwill mission is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. I could just keep doing spells on people. <laughs> you want? I'm actually, we should try to get our kinsmen free. So I guess I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to try and intimidate her and her crew by drawing on the fact that there's rumored to be the ghosts of Cherry Blossom Lake that we've already terrified, showed terrifying supernatural powers once. If they return our kin to us, this will go no further. We will let them continue on their mission. Well, not our kin. I wouldn't use that term. Excuse me. They return the scorpion to us. There will be no further problems on whatever your or whatever your mission is. 13 on the table. I'm going to mark um, my intimidate. Am I? That's right. No, you'll mark the spirit. You'll mark the, the thing that just invoke it. Uh, I'm going to mark. You know, I'm not going to mark anything yet. Hit me. I should have marked something. You have. Yeah, you have 17. How does the assistance mechanic work in this game again? It does not. Got it. Sorry, Brad. Six, 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 six. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm trying to remember what all's been played. I'm going to take the light opposition in the extra shadow. It, it's not worth it. Yeah, you try to intimidate and uh, she just crosses her arms. Look, these people, they are, they were, they and their and their lords and the social superiors, they were rescued two years ago from the lands of the Sakai. The thing is, the Sakai family has not paid the ransom for them. As good peasants, they've been taking to secure by any means the means to release their noble superiors. By doing exactly the same, by rescuing people from the Scorpion, from the Great Hail, and offering to ransom them. Unfortunately, we do not get many nobles, so this has been taking a while. You seem to have noble bearing, so the two of you, if you accept to be their guests, you can be ransomed to your families, and the ransom will allow them to pay my clan so that they get to release the Sakai noble. You understand it now, the situation at hand. I understand that you're attempting negotiations in an incredibly dangerous situation wherein you have no idea exactly the capacities of me or my companion. That you have vastly overestimated the bravery of your men, that you have vastly overestimated the bravery of yourself, thinking that you will, in fact, convince me into doing anything that I don't wish to. Are you sure that my hold isn't full of dangerous Shosoro? Are you sure that is not full of dangerous Bayushi? How do you know that I am not myself a member of the Dark Sword of Bitter Lies and simply ready to lose my mind at any point and murder everyone aboard this? Luna, I'd like to use confidence to oppose with guile to effectively deliver this so calmly that she becomes worried. Yeah, I would say this is risky. And uh, yeah, Hit me. This guy. Uh, you don't want to discard anything. No, not at all. Okay, you have a seven. Hit me. Uh, you have 15. 13. And hit me. 13. Yeah, uh, yeah, you win without a cost. So let's go, baby. 
So she just shrugs and say, look, my people, they did not throw weapons on you. They stated what they wanted. We are not here to buy a fight. Again, I thought that uh, you will be willing to do this because it will be the, the right way to do things. As far as I'm concerned, everyone will get home. They will not have to be leaving as pirates anymore. The Sakai nobles will go back home. You will be go home. Everyone's face will have been saved. That's the only thing that I'm proposing you. If you don't plan to do that, you're free to leave. I know this is going to sound callous and cruel because they are our kinsmen in danger, but um, we're going. I, I I vote we leave and complete the scene, and we tell someone who can actually you know make something happen here. How do you feel about that, Sam? If we leave them here, what's the ch- what are the chances that they will die? None. She's gonna hostage them, so they're no use to her dead. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the best idea. If if we had numbers or equipment or hope on our side or not what we have in the cargo, I'd totally be like, yeah, let's save these guys now. Uh, so do you want to finish the heist now? If you finish it now, uh, you succeed, but you become wanted criminal. We need what? Another two shadow if you want to also just discard equipment and be fine. Let's. So I think we're, we're, we should earn that two shadow. That shouldn't be too bad. It'll be tough, but not impossible. Uh, I mean, worst case scenario. You're almost out of deck. Ludo, don't never tell me the odds. I was hoping you would say it. Let's. I, I think as we sail away, we're going to take more careful positioning to get to the necessary village. Uh, so I'll pull for security to avoid any other further checkpoints. Dove at the table. Um, hit me. Not discarding the nine. Nope. Oh. Four. Oh. Fourteen at the table. Oh. Yeah. Hit me. Can I? Wait, 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 13 at the table. That busts me. Yeah, that's best. Goodbye, Shadow. Damn it. Yeah, and you are almost out of deck. So things are going to turn really nasty. I know. You hear a a horn and uh, you see three ships coming out from behind a trap. And they seem to be having a moan of a clan that you don't recognize. And as they are closing in, one of the ships turns around and it starts flying flaming arrows towards you. So you're going to be facing heavy opposition now. Almost out of cards. This is going to be a bust. (laughs) I love living dangerously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, you could have won. The, you could have won the whole thing, <laughs> but you're gonna lose it all. Um, fuck. Uh, okay. All right. I can do something about this. Um, Ludo, do I have to solve this with violence, or can I solve it with guile? You can solve it with guile. Okay. Um, I would like to distract the boats. You're going to distract the flaming arrows? I would like them to start. Uh, can I distract them? Can I find some way to make them shoot at something else? Well, you can try to have them misguide the, the calculations. You have a 4 or a 13 at the table. And I'm going to say this is reckless. It feels pretty reckless. Um, Brad, are you back? Take the hit. 
17 or 16 at the table. I would just, uh, take the hit. <laughs> yep, yep. Oof. Okay, give it, give me it, give me it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. So you manage without any problems. You manage, again, use the weight to your advantage and uh, the arrows fall short. Uh, but yeah, you have eight cards left. You have no shadow. All right. This is so bad. So you're going to need to get a 21 or a five trick. No matter what. Otherwise, this is done. This is done. This is over. I'm ready. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Get in there, champ. Um, I'm going to use the wreckage of the River of Gold. All strewn along to try and conceal ourselves to let some of this heat die down. You have 15. I'm going to check a conceal to get rid of the eight. You have 14. Hit me. You have an 18. Well... Here's the long and short of it. If the next card isn't a three, we're boned no matter what. And I think we might have burnt all our threes already. There's only one way to find out. It's time to find out whether or not the heist ends in glory or in shame. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> Hit me. So this is a bust. You try to hide, but uh, what happens is that uh, you end up stuck trying to do this and uh, you're boarded by two boats and one of the captains moves ahead and it's this elderly obese man full of scars and a jovial laugh and he says Haha! rejoice for you are in the presence of Otaru Jainai daimyo of the Firefly clan oh, what? <laughs> oh excellent <laughs> Uh, also, wait, before I do this, uh, Sam, we, our characters have had this discussion at length long before. We both agree that death is better than being captured and turned back over to the Scorpion Clan, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. And uh, luckily, our boat's been drying in the sun for days. It's full of opium, which burns like everything. What an auspicious name. <laughs> oh, God. Um. <laughs> you know what would be you know what would be really unfortunate oh god Brad should... do it Sam do it what would be really unfortunate is if the you know it just it's so hot and maybe just you know one of those fire arrows hey uh, Ludo how much of the score or of the sorry of the firefly clan is on this boat our boat I mean uh, just a few of them now. Could there be more of them? Yeah, it might be, depending how you roll. I just, uh, I'm mostly just going for for uh, for poetry. There, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but the daimyo is pretty, is still pretty funny. Yeah, just taking that hat is good. So this is definitely reckless. So let's go for it. You. Oh no, sorry. I wanted to be clear. I'm gonna set the boat on fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the opium. Um. Yeah, this is why it's reckless. <laughs> Cannot get more reckless than this. So you, you still have to win the conflict to get what you want narratively from it. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, they might get away. <laughs> yeah. So twelve. Okay. Now here's the thing. I can't do the substitution thing. Doesn't work on a guile roll, right? Is that a? It works. Brad, should I substitute the eight 
and hope that I get something lower and then add a sister's card or can I add a sister's card? Absolutely. Can I add a sister's card on the on a guile? You can add a sister's card whenever. Great. I would like to do the substitute thingy that I just said. Nine. Perfect. So give me a ten. And I'll stick there. And what is the card? I believe it's this is still a red queen, yeah. Okay, so I have nineteen. And you beat them. So you get everything you want with the light complication. So tell us what it looks like when the opium starts on fire and turns the boat into a pirate. Um, well, uh, you wait, just- wait, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. And I know that you've got a train of thought. And I'm sorry, but I have to voice her. I'm going to forget mine. So is the light complication. One of the two of us survives. Ooh. Yeah, that will be a, a good complication. We'll see. Resume your description now. Um, now, is this a boat, uh, Ludo, that has like one of those those classic boat uh, big, like the big grates that are on the deck that uh, like can, you know, that like is like sort of open down into the hold below us? Yeah. I think just from that, uh, you just get a it, it, just the smell of smoke comes out first. And then there's just sort of a light wisp, uh, which grows surprisingly quickly into a relatively large column of smoke as more and more of the opium catches. Um, they've boarded us, you said. How did they do that? Did they do it with planks or did they do it with just like climbing our ladders? Uh, climbing on ladders. I just really want to make sure that Divio of the Firefly Clan is gone by the end of this Um that might be another interesting complication though, is he'll survive and be able to report like, oh yeah, two guys who look like Scorpion did this. The other problem is that we don't have any more Royal Deck cards, so I don't think I can do any more things. Uh, yeah, I think it's just this column of smoke just starts coming up out of the grate and uh, say so I think just as this is happening, looks up and just says, never heard of the Firefly Clan before. And I don't know what happens next, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be bad, I think. Yeah, and uh, from the walls of the City of Lies, people just see a tower of flames to come into the horizon at the mouth of the bay. And then nothing. And the incursion failed. And because you can don't have shadow to pay for anything, you're going to take the full consequences of the suspicion you have. So how much equipment pieces you had again individually? Two each. So, yeah, because of that, you became too recognizable and you are danger to yourself and the conspiracy. So you have to either retire your characters or frame someone else for your crimes. I, I think that I don't know if we could retire our characters any more beautifully. Yeah, I mean, my, I, my, my see, she dies. Yeah. In the, in the fire that, that they created. We, we destroy any evidence of the conspiracy's provable existence by burning horribly. And I guess, and I guess, sir, sorry, ghost deals, all of you are dead now. <laughs> My bad. No, no, the ghost deals are much smarter than any of us. They can swim. That's probably true. <laughs> and that's how the conspiracy ends. Uh, you technically deliver the opium to the city of lies and uh, you when the firefly clan working for tamiko was going to take it you took them out task failed successfully and that's that's it for the night train of the scorpion
So, Yuzumi, how do you feel about Kane's betrayal? Question mark. It's, it's a mixed bag. I don't think Yuzumi feels that she was being dishonest about why she was trapping them. But what she does take issue with is that you know she didn't have any say in this. Like, couldn't Kana have you know come up with another plan with them together? Um, she also just does not like being trapped in another hole, uh, even if this one is bigger and not full of bog water. And thinking a bit back, thinking back about what happened with Ajime and the Mott's Lantern, why did Yuzumi stay silent as that happened and as Minoru decided to leave the Mott's Lantern behind? Oh, um, like with Eiko's tattoo, that thing? No, the, the artifact that uh, you found. Oh. That uh, blurred uh, the walls between realms. I think I think she's never she'd never really seen anything quite like that before. Part of it was her watching just to see what would happen. Another part of it I think was this isn't something that she's used to. Like if you know she's got this worry if she grabs it away from Hajime is he going to be trapped in Yumedo? Like there's there's so much magic here that she doesn't understand what to do with and she wants to understand it. But the way that it the way the opportunity's been presented to her thus far is one that she's not sure she can examine safely. And she stayed silent when Minoru chose to leave it because ever since Nagokita and how hurt Minoru got ultimately because of her choice to go out on a walk and not even ask him, Hey, do you want to do this? Because of like how she hadn't respected his position. She's just been defaulting to what my magistrate says goes even if she strictly doesn't agree with it. And now you are stuck into the deeps of the earth, into the vault of the moth. You can hear the rushing waters deep into the heart. You can see scratchings in the walls, marks of some older dialect, which is not immediately obvious, even the parts that are not faded through time. And the walls, as they go further down, they seem to twist between work and natural stone. What is distracting when you try to reach out to the spirits of this place? It's it's as though they're half in Yumedo themselves, which isn't strictly something she thinks should happen. But when she talks to the air kami to try and like get a passage to what you know to a gap in the cave where they might escape it's almost like they're too sleepy to answer her like they you know the answers they give are as though they're just waking up and they they aren't coherent and you know she reaches out to the earth kami and the water kami and it's it's similar and she even tries the fire kami who don't like her as much and who don't have as much of a presence that she can feel and it's the same Yes, you can feel a strong presence of Fiumedo permeating everything here. It seems like the realm of dreams and possible other realms are interwoven with this place. And the further you go, you wonder, are you actually going deep into the ground or are you going deeper into another realm? And just trying to reach for the waterway and trying to escape that way, is that going to be the safest? or are you going to end up in another realm? Or worse, are you going to be here for weeks exposed to these influences? That might be more dangerous than anything else. You cannot even imagine what effects that might have. 
Yeah, I don't think she wants to stay here for a matter of weeks unless there really is no other choice. I think if if they have to go further through and it's into another realm, she's a little bit more confident because even though passing between realms isn't strictly something that is a focus for the illusionist school, it is still something that they learn about. It's, it's something that she feels that she would be able to advise the others on how to do safely, provided that they listened. Whereas, again absorbing the the energies of whatever magics that the moth use is a little bit more unknown to her and when it's life or death she would rather stick with what she is more confident with so let's get a grasp of yuzumi's understanding of the situation you realize that uh, this is a place of power for yumedo this place cannot be entirely divorced from the realm of dreams and in fact you are especially vulnerable as sentient beings because any memories or even going to sleep is gonna change these caverns and uh, it's gonna expose you to unpredictable risk but the fact that this is uh, a place associated to the dreams it gives you an unique opportunity you cannot dream walk like one of the mod that's not training that you have and specifically you cannot do so without the candle of the mod that you left behind however you are a dreamer and you're not the only one so you are able to shape a place of power just as you are within your dreams. Again, this is extremely limited, but you can enter a dream the same way that you would otherwise. But because you are here, you can try to make it a bit more lucid, or at least you can change the environments on the cavern that when you go to sleep, you go into a particular dream. And this is important because you realize that uh, the mod were rumored to known, and there are a lot of stories about that that you don't know how credible they are, that places of power linked to a realm, you can in theory travel between them. A place that is touched by Tengoku, you can probably enter in one place and leave into another. The problem is navigating that is nearly impossible. So even if you do that, you have no say where you're gonna end up where and even worse for something like a dream you will need a particularly stable dream if you were entering the dream of someone close to you you will probably show up in their dream that night but uh, you can either end up trapped in uh, the realm of dreams once they wake up or it might not be strong enough for you to cross into another place of power and even worse it would be unlikely that you could take for persons like with you but if it was the dream of something powerful something ancient someone whose dreams can shape reality as well as their waking moments something godlike that will be extremely risky but that will be stable enough that to could make sure that when the others go to sleep they were able to follow you safely as it will keep you stable enough but again 
And that would mean going to a dreamscape that you have absolutely no control and be at the mercy of the unconscious mind of that entity. And you know that getting there is going to be the easy part. That's the part that you don't need a candle of the motor on uh, the abilities of a dreamwalker. All you need is to meditate on this place and uh, just subtle change the environment to max the dreams of your target or the type of target that you are seeming to sleep into and just go to sleep after doing that. Well then, um, that's terrifying. But if it's the way out, it's the way out. And it's not as though the others are going to be able to pull it off quite the same way that she would. So... I mean, that's the way out if you want to exploit the, the interconnection with the realm of dreams. I mean, you can just try to escape navigating the caverns, following the waterways. You can try that. But if we're staying around here too long, we might absorb all of that Yumejo other realm energy. Yeah, that is a risk. Yeah, I think let's let's try let's try sleepwalking our way out. <laughs> let's uh, let's go with what we just theorized, maybe. Okay, uh, so let's try to influence the environment. And why don't you tell me about the kind of entity that you are trying to slip into the dreams of as you meditate on the issue? Hmm. I think that she's she's clearly going to be reaching out for a spirit that is, you know, uh, compassionate to humans in some way, or at the very least, is happy to to live alongside them. Uh, I think she's she's thinking very much about Split Rock and how there is a spirit from the realm of dreams that's there protecting Split Rock in some way. Or at least there was back when they went to visit it. I know that Isawa Nobuo has mentioned issues with some local spirits. But I think she's focusing on uh, that feeling of the Earth Kami knowing that that particular spirit was protective, uh, looked out for the people of Split Rock. She's thinking, you know, that she wants to find a spirit that makes her feel the way that the Earth Kami's description of that particular spirit also made her feel, like that kind of certainty and knowing that that's, that's some, uh, an entity that wants to help or that is amenable to it. Okay, so you remain in silent as the others go around with their noise and blundering and arguments and planning. You remain to yourself and remain unbothered by this. And eventually, as they take a break to rest, you put your plan in motion. You shape the cavern around you and you try to evoke a sense of safety, a sense of comfort and familiarity and it looks a lot like your office and as you fall to your sleep you don't know when you went to sleep how long it was after the others but you are walking around like a massive version of your office warping at the corners but uh, you know that um, you know enough about the spirit realms to know that 
these are lies that your brain is telling you that whatever you are crossing into it's not your office but your mind is trying to make you see your office because that is somehow more relatable that is something that you can't understand and that it's bad enough when it's the presence of something uh, physically it's even worse when you are delving into the subconscious of a powerful entity that is something which the human mind has little to relate to so the first thing that catches your eye is something that is not unlike your office and it's on a distressing emotional strife inflicting way what is you see that is obvious different I think the thing that is just very distressing is the bookshelves are empty um her office just two walls completely lined with bookshelves and they're all full of books like there isn't a single shelf that's not a book or that's dedicated to something decorative they aren't there it's uh it's just sort of been replaced with um foliage and plants uh, that look very much like that bonsai tree that uh, she can never quite get to uh, do as she tells it. So you are aware that you are being tricked by your mind. Do you try to go along with this trickery or do you want to force yourself to see a more accurate representation of this dream realm, more close to the spirit whose dreams you invaded? I think that again like this isn't something that she's really done before. She knows that this is to keep her safe to some degree. I think she'll she'll go along with it. Like she knows it's not real, but if if her mind has put this in place to keep her safe from the reality, then she'll and she'll happily stick with that. So you go along with this and you see the bonsai growing out of control and you see the leaves sprouting into paper upon which tiny demonic hands scribble and the room seems to grow larger and larger and you're looming at that mountain-sized desk where there is a thunderous clacking of brushes against paper and the loud sound of stamps and you see more and more paperwork pile over the desk a sea of scrolls and as they open and close like waves you see more and more scrolls being neatly piled on a stack of done processed wood do you have any idea what the hell is going on so my theory is that whoever this the spirit is is they're currently doing something important and that's what the the scrolls are representing like whatever Yuzume does is is going to interrupt them from whatever work that they're doing even if it isn't strictly or whatever their duty is uh, she's just going to be getting in the way of it she's just got to prep for that cuz yeah Uh, it is going to be pretty hard. I'm going to need a skull degree tree void for you to remain unseen in dreams. Ooh. Ooh, okay. Um, I will I think have to spend a void point here. Um, unless you strongly recommend saving it for later. So you get the understanding that uh, this is a, this is a dream that is very strongly attached with uh, the heart's desire of this spirit the thing that they want more than anything 
And you get the feeling that there is something genuine about the filed paperwork, that uh, having work actually well done and processed and moved from the in-stack into the out-stack is actually the thing that they desire more than anything in the world. And it is their aspirational dream. And as you realize that, you notice that you forgot hide your ego against the background and your presence became obvious and you hear the sound of brushing slowing down as you realize that uh, your presence has been detected cool um then i think immediately she's going to just drop to the floor and say my liege i apologize profusely for my intrusion it would not be my name is soshi izume uh and i would not be here were it not a matter of grave importance again i am so sorry for intruding upon your sleep and you can hear the sound of a stamp landing and you hear a voice coming from something up distorted by steam and misty air as if a form vaguely humanoid is coalescing from fire and ice and you can hear inside your mind a voice it's no accident i have been thinking a lot about people like you that share a unique perspective if your dreams cross in mind it is because i called you for an audience Because that is the only time that a judge receives anyone, even in their dreams. So tell me. So she is on me. Why do you think that I called you? But you know, uh, that's not why you are here. But they seem to think that that is why you are here. Certainly nobody will invade their dream. <laughs> no. My liege, I can I can only assume that you have called me to carry out some service for you. And for that, I am extremely thankful. How is it that I, I may serve? You see a vaguely bluish hand and you get a glimpse of a fierce expression as a hand waves over the desk and suddenly the desk seems to be carved from old basalt and the bones of the earth intermingling with something else and you have no idea what eternal king is composing those scrolls and the stacks are never ending and you realize all of them are still unprocessed and you hear the voice I need your advice there is honesty in dreams it's not often found Many times I have called open people like you to share my predicament. As you can imagine, we live in trouble sometimes. My word keeps accumulating. It vexes me and... So far, the answers that I have been provided, they are unsatisfactory. I have asked many of your kind on their dreams why so many souls end up to be possessed. And many tell me that it's just the nature of human beings. To give in to evil, to give in to temptation, to stain their soul. But the entire purpose of this is to make my job easier to get things done for the soul to live good lives and improve 
every single time that the soul comes back, it comes back worse. It needs more time to be present. And the question, is it true that humans are so damned? Because if they are, it is just their nature, my job is impossible. Or is it something else that is flawed? Is there something that is making these souls suffer this man? And I have not received any enlightenment from it. It's always seeing it as the way. But I remember another time. I remember being able to keep up with my work. I remember people improving their lot through their life. Not living lives of misery and ambition and greed and one. So tell me, Shosu Yuzume, why are things like that? You realize that you are in the presence of the judge of the underworld, fortune of death, that you managed to slip in the, into the dreams of something powerful indeed, and they are asking you, just a small question, why are souls corrupted? Why is his job, his eternal job, not only hard, but becoming harder and harder every successful cycle? This is something I have wondered myself, my liege, And the answers that I have come to are not ones that I feel are welcome. Would you still have them? Huh, at least... At least that's some honesty. I cannot get that from other spirits or mortals. So please... Tell me... What is the problem? Why are we in this mess? And when... How can we get away from it? It's okay if you don't have an answer. I have worked for a time in a position that would have me watch others judge criminals and advise on how to judge criminals. And before then, I had been in some situations where I had made judgments that I would not now. And much of the time, those who make decisions that would stain their souls do so because the world that we live in is not designed to help them reach that enlightenment in their current cycle. It is oppressive and drives them toward choices that would increase your workload, shall we say, if the world they lived in was different, if the rules that they had to live by were different, they would make different choices and perhaps would be judged differently. I'm not sure that I understand, Sashi Yuzumi. Are you saying that it's my criteria that are not helpful? Are you telling me that the world is cruel in ways that uh, are unseen to my partners in heaven? It is because people are cruel, my liege, and I know this very well. And people are the ones who make the world work the way that it does when it comes to how people determine their actions. I see. I am to be the one judging those people when they land on my desk, but... You can hear the wrestling and you see a, ma a massive mace rolling off the desk and landing near you like a comet crashing through the moon. Look at this. How can I find these people in this mess? So what, Blyfield, what you're selling is to the volume of cruelty of those individuals. But they subject their own fellow humans is such that... They obfuscate their crimes in generations and generations of suffering. How can one make any sense of that? How can I do proper justice that way? I think, Mobiche, the issue is that they do not realize that it is cruel because they have been doing it for so long. They think it is simply how things are and how things should be. And therefore, they need to be shown that there is another way. But I do not yet know what that way is. 
Nor do I. I'm disappointing, Sorcy Yuzumi. I was expecting something new. You gave me hopes there for a moment. But at the end of the day, even if you are approaching it from a different angle, your answer is the same as everyone's. That it's just the way the world is. That the world begets... Corruption of the soul. That the world is something that mars humanity. But I think at least you have some perspective on that. That this is not something innate to the world. That there's something that makes the world the way it is. And that is deeply unusual. I have a proposal to you. Of course, my liege. I will defer judgment on your soul. For one year and eight days. I will call upon you again, awake or in dreams, and... You are to provide me an answer to... Where this cruelty comes from, and what can be changed... In heaven or hell, and fortunes forbid... The mortal realm, so that this cruelty can be solved. And both me and mortal can live lives with dignity which fulfill their needs and allow them to, well, improve themselves rather than begrudgingly slowly being eroded by corruption and further cycles. You are to bring me insight that I am denied to my work. And for that, you have that length of time. And then I'll pass my judgment. Of course, Malish, I thank you. It is a generous amount of time to find an answer to such a question. So, he sends you his way. Now, my question to you, knowing who you were just now in the dreams of, and wondering where their dreams and their realm touches the mortal realm, where do you think you and your companions are going to wake? Which place you think it's closest to his domain? I mean, I would think it would either be, are there temples to MO or is that like a no-no, we don't do that? Like, I don't remember if MO actually has temples because of the death connotation. Um, okay, there are, apparently there are lots of shrines, so that's good. I mean, yeah, my, my initial unimaginative thought is that they're going to wake up close to a shrine of MO perhaps in the Hirasaka region, but not within the city, or that would be on the outskirts somewhere nearby. But I am very happy for it to be somewhere more imaginative than that. <laughs> yeah, let's say that's going to be your ideal, but uh, you are trying to navigate your way back into the waking world as you are being pushed. So you wake up in the middle of an unknown valley. You realize that you are pretty far away from the river of gold. You must be somewhere in the north of the Emerald Land. And you seem to be in, again, in these woods of cypress and maples at the bottom of this valley. And there is a still lake of poor silver water. And there is a ruined palace of ancient style of architecture that you have not seen in any buildings of the empire, not even the most old one. And you are laying behind a throne of bone white stone in the middle of this gray, brutal structure. And you get the insight that this place holds a special ancient meaning to the fortune, that it was deeply connected with 
MO. And you are especially aware of the fortune's comments about things never, things not being like this before, of there being an old way where things actually work. And you get the feeling that this structure that evokes you a sense of a palace, but still not quite right, might have played a role into that. And you look around and you see your companions still asleep, but slowly stirring. What do you do? Um, quick look around. Is this place abandoned? Uh, what is your uh, uh, vigilance? It's only three. That is pretty good. Uh, it seems abandoned. You can hear animals outside of the structure, a lot of birds. You can see fishes around the silver lake in its stillness. You can hear the distance, caro caro, of frogs. <laughs> but you don't see any human activity. Okay. I think just quick sort of hands over the crane's mouths. She's going to trust that Minoru has been trained to wake up without going, ugh, um, and knows how to wake up quietly so that when they wake up and see that they're not where they were, they don't like immediately scream and uh, get ready to explain exactly what happened to them. Chasing after Mott, a caterpillar ate its way through dreams. A pet was molted back to where it remains to be seen. But ripples of a question of one and eight disturbed the beds of dreams. But with his death, here, in this realm, just an errant warped dream to be eaten by a distracted bug. How much can it change before it dies? How much can an echo matter? How much demands to be awakened to? Can you hear? Will you follow it? Will you dare to awaken to what it has to tell you?
The Emerald Lands, Their Wonders and Horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Delethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Reselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlacek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. Day 20 Radio, your gamers roll. www.d20radio.com